Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy.
please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 489 starts right after this word from Truth Devour and Liquid Life Diet Drops. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the L.A. Book Festival Romance category, is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. This is no ordinary love story. Its depth of range eloquently transitions moods from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Diet Drops are made from high-quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Diet Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and your success. My thanks to TruthDevour.com. Check out the book Wanton on Amazon. And thanks to Liquid Life Diet Drops. Go to LiquidLifeDrops.us to get a sample of that product. Okay. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. I'm going ahead and get started again. Like I said, I am just super sleepy. I stayed up last night, and I was watching the NBA Finals. I kind of drifted off on that at the beginning of the fourth uh, period, but I did wake up to see the ending, um, the last six minutes, in fact. And um, I was in the bed, you know, like a quarter till 10 watching the game, which is very early for me. I didn't sleep well. I kind of tossed and turned all last night, and it caught up with me today. I was in a meeting this morning, and – you know that you're really sleeping when you're sitting in a meeting and you're dozing off, and you could swear that a smurf just ran across the table in front of you. I mean, I was looking really crazy, wondering if anyone else saw it. And then at that point, I was wondering if I saw it. So it was pretty bad. But hopefully I can get a good night's sleep and shake it off as I go into the next couple of days before the weekend. But let me go to the phone and welcome on some couple of show legends who have dialed in. To the 248 area code, I go the outskirts of Detroit and bring on show legend, author Crystal Hickerson. How are you? I'm fine, Q. How are you? Oh, I'm Tired, trying to hang on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am, like, just not making sense right now. 
No, seems Smurfs and shit. <laughs> Let me go to the eight five zero area code. It did like a spray was blue. I mean, so I could only assume it was a Smurf and there was no water, so I knew it wasn't a snork. Um, to the eight five zero area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Welcome on, Buck. Buck, how are you doing today, sir? <laughs> what up? What up? How's everybody doing this evening? And wake up, sleepyhead. Man, I am <laughs> trying to. I was sitting on the couch. I was watching um, Wild and Out, you know, at Nick Cannon show on MTV two. Well, and that was the next- problem. <laughs> the next thing I know, I was unconscious, and I woke up, and I'm like, oh man, it's a quarter till. You know, so I had to try to get stuff together. But we'll go ahead and kick things off. Now, back in May, after, you know, after years of kind of coming off as family-friendly entertainment, the Duggar family from the show 19 and County confirmed um, something that's been going on, that one of their sons, as a then high school age teen, um, he's the oldest son, his name is Josh, He sexually molested four of his sisters and one family babysitter. Now, the family has admitted this publicly and um, on several occasions, um, you know, that their son, Josh, touched the breast and genitals of five young girls when he was around 14 or 15 years old. Um, In some cases, the victims were awake, and in other times, he snuck in their room while they were sleeping, um, allegedly touched them over their clothes. So, first of all, ladies first, I'll start with you, Crystal. Let's just talk about, um, I mean, this is considered statutory rape, I guess, legally. I don't know. To me, rape is rape. But um, should there be a statute of limitations on something like this? Now the guy is like, what, 27, 28 years old, and this is just now coming out. No, it shouldn't be a statute of limitations. (laughs) No, absolutely not. It um uh, usually it takes a while before the um a lot of times for the victim to be able to verbalize it and um even if they're grown it takes sometimes it, it's a lot of shame involved just like with any type of rape and um I mean if he was doing it to his sisters so that's um that's molestation incest um and I'm sure more than just him touching them over the clothes happened. Uh, so, no, absolutely not. No statute of limitations. Buck, what do you think? Buck? <laughs> Go ahead, so sorry first, about that. Like the first question, Buck. Should there be a should there be a statute of limitations on statutory right? Oh man, well, I don't know if it should be. I think I don't think it should be a limit because I mean, we know these sick these sick bastards. You know they they need to be uh, watched. So I I just think that uh, you know these guys seem like habitual offenders. So I don't think there should I I don't think there should be a limit on it because if you put a limit on it, you know they may get get out and do it again because you know just history indicates that these rascals. Keep messing with messing with these kids, so I don't think it should be a limit. Okay, and um, I mean it's been a while, but I, I do think like murder, this is something that you should always be able to get someone on, even if it's 
50 years from now. If there is there is evidence that shows it happened or some admission, then something should be done about it. And this is coming from his parents. And Crystal, now he was 15, 14 or 15 years old when he molested his sister. Would you have recommended counseling or jail time at that age? Because that is, you know, considerably young age. Well, um, that would well you definitely have to have counseling. Um, and yes, he well it wouldn't be jail, but it would be some sort of detention center. Um, so yeah, he would have gotten that. And um, there there probably needs to be some other kind of investigation as well. Like uh, usually molesters, especially that young have had who have been molested themselves. That's where they learn the behavior. So I don't I'm not saying that their parents did anything, but it could have been um an older brother, it could have been a um maybe a neighbor or something like that, but usually that's where they learn this type of behavior. Mm, yeah, that's true. It's something that a lot of people think is repeated. But but the Duggar family is saying that the media is doing a disservice to them for digging up their you know digging into their personal life. Now, do you agree with that? Well, this I mean, there, there needs to be some digging done, but that should be done you know outside the media. Sometimes the media does get too too involved and they just mess things up. And you know, I can see where they feel that you know they're you know, getting too, getting too, you know, too much in their personal life. So I do see some truth to that. So it's just that, uh, you know, when things like this happen, especially in today's society, nothing is surprising. So you always got somebody pushing the envelope out there in the media trying to get that story, um, probably more so now than ever, because um, anybody can, anybody can, you don't even have to be a reporter anymore to get that story. All you got to do is have a cell phone. And it goes viral, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, you you got some sort of fame, whether you want it or not. So, I mean, that's just this is just the society we live in in today's time. I mean, now the fact that they're on TV already with a reality show, does that give the the media more leeway into digging into their life since they already kind of put their life out there? Hey, they wanted to put it out there, so they they're susceptible to know, you know, to suffer the consequences. Um, because they're already, you know, they're already on on TV. So, you know, whether they want the unne- you know, the publicity or not, they're going to get it regardless. Okay, Crystal, you agree that that kind of opens things up a little bit? Well, it just allows them to to be known to you know to know about it. I mean, anyone would be, you know, would get the media attention, you know, but. We're not looking at everybody. We're just looking at the people that, you know, we know. So, mm-hmm. you know, just like with, um, with another one of those families, not the big families, but anyway, when you have a spotlight on you, then every little thing will will come to light because we're watching every single thing that you do. and right. And, yeah, you do kind of set yourself up for it. Or you just have to know that. I mean, it may not be something as horrible as molestation or, you know, criminal activity. It just could be every little thing like in your relationship, you know, that happens. You know, I think about some of the things that they post on, you know, like TMZ, different things and and others. 
I mean, it's really every little thing. It's the same people. It's like this person goes to the store. Um, This person wasn't at this party. Uh, Or this person was at the club and getting close to somebody. I'm like, wait a minute, you're in the club. You can't hear anyway. you got to get close to somebody. You want to hear them. So (laughs) I don't understand that. But anyway, it's just every little thing is, um, is diagnosed and it's plastered. And so, but, yeah, that's the trade off for being in the spotlight, in the limelight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess there is has to be some type of trade-off. I mean, um, that's just how it works. Now, the show itself, Buck, um, like I said, it's called 19 and Counting. I think it's on, uh, what, TLC or something? But, yeah, uh, one of those. Yeah, sponsors have already started pulling out, of course. But, Buck, do you think the show will end up getting canceled? I mean, we are talking about a molestation um Scandal here. Do you think they should cancel it or not? Buck? Phone on mute, Buck? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Crystal, I'll go to you. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, Man, uh... Amanda would be killing herself right now. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, as far as should they be canceled, they probably will be canceled. Um, I'm pretty sure of it um, because, you know, I mean, anytime, you know, advertisers do not want to be associated with such things, you know. So uh, especially when you have, like, a family show, so you have to think about the type of um, advertisers that we have anyway. Uh, And there's so many other families out there who have, like, a million kids or, you know, a new reality TV show that they can throw together. So it's not like we need you, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if people are watching, that's great. But you're not going to screw up my brand, so I'm I'm out. And once that – and the advertisers, as we know, are what pays the bills. (laughs) Okay. So you sitting in front of a TV doesn't pay my bill. What pays my bill is the fact that Charmin is advertising on my spot. That's what pays the bill. So without them, what you know, what can I do anyway? So yeah, we move on. Okay. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. And all right, so just from a perspective of um, PR, Crystal, mm-hmm. could Olivia Pope fix the Josh Duggar scandal, or is this a lost cause? I mean, is there any coming back from this? Um. <laughs> Olivia, well, she works magic. She would probably have the father being the their actual molester, and he just took the blame for it, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think in actuality could they come back from it. No, I don't really don't think so. Maybe some spinoffs could possibly happen. Um, but I really don't think they could, not in the format of the family, because it really is – it has stained the entire family because you, yeah, this is, you'd say this is just one kid out of the family, but like I said, it usually isn't just one person. Somebody started it and some, and or knew about it and um, didn't do anything about it. So, and of course, you, then you have the victims, and it's like it, we're going to continue to exploit the, vic, the victims who are on there still. So, yeah. Um, no one wants to watch that. No, if people want to watch molestation and crap and horrible 
life, they'll turn off the TV and they'll look around the room. They don't need to. They don't want to watch oh that goodness. on TV. Well, I mean, hey, life, life sucks. So, you know, you you don't want to see that. You want to see something that's why people watch those types of shows with the big family. and the, uh, I don't watch family shows like that because, you know, I don't like kids. I mean, you know, oh, I don't want to see a, well, I don't want to see a whole bunch of kids. I don't ever watch those kind of shows. I think they're they're fun and they're you're great, you know, whatever. But I just that's not my cup of tea. But for those people, they don't want to see, you know, it's like it stains it. So I don't want to watch it anyway. So a lot of people probably wouldn't watch. They may watch the train wreck happen, but you know, yeah, no, it's over. Well, in the chat room, Boston Single Girls chimed in. Hello to you. She said that TLC has pulled the show and and all the reruns, and uh, she said they do plan to have a spinoff with the two married daughters, Jessica and Jill. There you go. See? Boom. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, they're going to keep it going the best they can. Try to get money, I guess. But I don't know. The whole thing is just... Get money. It's it's, it's just kind of weird, I mean, because... It's like the focus is on the show itself and, you know, for Josh being a creep. But I'm not really hearing anything about the daughters. I don't know. I'm pretty sure someone's discussing it. But I don't know if they received any counseling. I don't know what the parents' responsibility in all this is because obviously they knew at some point. So what did they do to address it? Um, What type of relationship Josh and his sisters have now because I don't watch the show, so I don't know. So there's still a lot of questions out there for those who may be fans of the show to try to determine what's going on. But it just seems weird. And then also, who is the babysitter? And how old was the babysitter that she got molested and nothing became of it? You know, it makes me wonder how old the babysitter Mm. was. Did you ever hear her age? No. She couldn't have been too old, I guess. You know, I mean, I'm guessing she was younger than him. Uh, she she was probably around fourteen, fifteen in that area. So, so it just comes off as weird. But all right, move on. I want to talk about this um, Rachel Dolezal scandal. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if she's black or white. Um, all right, so I was perusing the pages of GetCrystallized.net. When I stumbled across commentary on former Washington State NAACP President Rachel Dolezal. And um, she's essentially been living her life as a black woman for years. However, she's not black. And, uh, like, not even, like, a drop of black blood, from what I understand. Both of her parents are white. Um, She's Czechoslovakian and German. So it's just... You know, one of those things like, all right, so why are you saying that you're black when you're not black? And um, now she was raised with, I believe, um, she has a biological brother and four adopted children who are black. The four adopted children are black. And Mm -hmm. um, essentially, maybe she was down with them and, you know, decided to take on the the black cause. And she went to Howard University, (laughs) which is a predominantly black college. Um, Mm -hmm. and she listed herself as African-American on applications and things of that nature. And she ultimately became the president of the NAACP, but she retired, resigned after all of this um, information came out. 
So, I mean, is it a big deal that she was a white woman and a leader of this organization? Um, does anyone really care about that, or was it the fact that she lied about it? So, Crystal, I mean, to ask you, is it possible? Let me start with this first. Is it possible that a person can identify with another race? And if not, why is this different than gender identification? Well, first of all, okay, um, gender identification is completely different from race. You know, uh, your race or ethnicity, really, is um, you're just born with that. That's just your genetics. It has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't affect anything else. It just, you know, it's just like having five fingers. You have five fingers. You have whatever. You know, you have melanin in your body. Your hair is this. That's it. The gender um, identification issue is, you know, it's more of a, comp- it's like a biological, is what they're saying. It's the the baby is born. First, as we all know, babies are actually female until they get that the last chromosome. Y- Chromosome. So that um, so it's it's like it's a whole kind of um, hormonal thing. So that's what they're saying. So the per, the baby is born, and it's always felt that you know they were in another body, and so it's it's more of a chemical imbalance kind of a thing. Um, now, as far as um, the whole, can you identify with another race? Sure, you can identify with another race. I mean, there's I'm sure there's plenty of people who wish they were or identify more with, you know, another, like they were raised around whites or whatever. Maybe they identify with that race or, you know, or I've known there was a girl that I grew up with, um, or I didn't personally grow up with her, but she was in our town. Everybody knew her. Uh, Her name was Lisa, and she was white, blonde hair, but if you weren't looking at her, you didn't know that <laughs> because she had the accent she had, but she was down by law. I mean, she, she wasn't pretending to be anything. That's what just, she grew up around black. So that's what she was. I mean, you know, that was her, her culture, you know? So there, you know, I think you can identify with someone's culture. That's really what we're talking about. We're not talking about right. race. We're talking about culture, and you can identify with whatever culture you you feel most comfortable and you grew up with. Um, so that's that's. So let me fine. let me play devil's advocate for a second. Let me play devil's advocate because I don't know personally, but so has is it a is it a fact like a bi- biological fact that someone who may identify with a different gender, man or woman, that it is something hormonal? That's something that's something like that's been proven or that is something that is what they're saying i haven't done research on it to find out all the you know the logistics mm-hmm. of it but that is what they are basically saying that it is a biological thing that they're born that way similar to i guess you know what they, what they say about being born gay or or, or not or you right. know even though i i think it's social i but mean personally whatever. i don't th- i don't think a person can be Necessarily have a white body and be born black, you know, like a black person right. trapped in a white person's body. I don't think that's that has nothing, possible. That has nothing to do with anything. However, when I when I hear the term identify, identify mm-hmm. to me means that you basically relate in all 
all fashions, I guess, to this particular thing and identify as not a physical thing. So that's why I get confused right. because if someone identifies with a gender, that means they're not that gender, but they feel like they are. So that's why I don't know why it doesn't apply to race as well. But let me go to the 601 area code to Jackson, Mississippi, and bring on Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Not too much, man. And um, in the chat room, Boston Single Girl said it's so different than gender. And she also brought up the fact that she asked, that um, Dozell actually sued Howard Uni- uh, College, Howard University, because on her job application she put she was white and they didn't hire her, so she sued based on racial discrimination. Yeah. Well, yeah, Hilarious. which is definitely a sign that uh, she wants to be whatever is convenient to her. But uh, Eminem, as far as racial identification, so to speak, I mean, is that can that be a such thing? No, you you can't change what race you are. I mean, I don't care how culturally you might be involved in someone else's culture. I mean, shit, that's what an African-American is, even though a lot of people don't identify themselves as African-Americans. I do, but blacks in America, whatever category you want to put it, technically we we are identified as, uh, as you know, African of African descent on paper, but technically we're just as American as, as somebody who – derived from France anywhere else, you know what I'm saying? But your ass is going to be identified the way the police are looking at you. They're not going to say we're apprehending a guy that, that's white that feel like he's black, and he, you know, or a black dude that's walking around like Carlton that feel like he's a white boy. Shit, if you got melanin in your skin, you're going to be identified as a, as, a, uh, as a black male or Latino male that's walking from this jewelry store or convenience store with money. Uh, so it's the same thing. I I really think this chick is mentally ill. Now, the biggest problem I had with it more than anything, being it just a few days from Father's Day, I can only imagine some shit like that happening publicly because, I mean, it'll be like, okay, now, it's one thing for one of my kids to say, okay, well, hey, you know, I did some... Uh, studying or something abroad, and you know, I'm I'm really digging this, you know, uh, Lebanese culture or something like that. I and mean, they say I'm Lebanese. I no no no, your ass black motherfucker. Because if you say you Lebanese, now I I mean I gotta go with Maury Povich. Like what you mean you Lebanese? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so I kind of feel bad for her father, you know, because I'm saying like if you saying you black and your daddy saying hell no, I'm Swedish and this and that. I mean, it's like, well, what are you saying? And then I seen her on that Matt Lauer interview, which didn't make no damn sense. I think that was Matt Lauer. She said that a birth certificate is just a piece of paper. I'm like, okay, technically it's a piece of paper, but it's like, now, are you saying you adopted? Because if that's not what you're saying, then you're just trying to, you know, go around the bush with it. But, you know, um, I, I the whole thing is really it, I I don't even know what the, all the publicity is about because you know look your ass white the people that made you know you white now if you want to say that I get along so well with uh 
you know, African Americans or, or, or I'm I'm deeply involved in this culture. My 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 I'm married to a black guy. My kid is black. If you want to say that, you know, I, I I'm I'm working with a organization for advancement of colored people. Fine, that, no problem. But to say that you are this is a lie. It doesn't mean you're well, a I bad mean, person, but you're lying. You're not that. Like like, like my thing dude, is though, why would why would you want to admit? Why would you want to be black out of all things? I mean, now your your credit score is going down 50 points. You're going to have people following you in stores. I don't understand why someone would admit that. And then it gets weird. Uh, I could see that going it, a long way with a, a Caucasian male if we just want to make stereotypes. <laughs> but, I mean, it gets weirder because now uh, TMZ is reporting, and we just got finished talking about molestation. TMZ is reporting that her older brother – who's a 39-year-old professor at Iowa Central College now, was arrested for um, four counts of child sexual assault for molesting a six-year-old girl. And what? now their story is coming out saying that he molested his sisters as well, which would include Rachel. Um, and they got some quote um, in here. And there, again, this is just something that it looks like is just coming out, I guess. So, But this quote says, Joshua was turned on by a black body and was curious about black women sexually. So I guess she thought she was black back in her teens when this allegedly happened in the early 90s. I mean, I don't know what's going on with her. Well, well then again, okay. that would that would make the case where this is something more psychological than something that has to be a conversation between black and white people. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is more something on some type of mental well, I don't want to put it in a, in a category of bipolar, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, Chris will probably know maybe what I'm trying to say, or you too, Q. Uh, when someone sort of um, lives through somebody else, uh, uh, damn, I can't think of the word for it. Vicariously? Uh, no, nah, it's another one. Um, damn. Well, hold that thought. Let me get Bobby in on this right. and go to the 910. And bring on the man that plays a doctor on the radio out of Big Spring, Texas, Dr. Willis. What's happening, man? Bad introduction, man. I ain't gonna lie, that never gets old. <laughs> What's up, family? Not too much. I mean, it gets Anybody crazier, know? Bobby. Now her Hello. mother her mother denies that her son assaulted anyone. Of course her mother will. And she told People magazine that she believed that Rachel was behind her son's arrest. Um, in a bid to obtain custody of her adopted daughter. I don't know. This just gets weird, man. But I guess we can just stick to the race thing, and we'll we'll see how this molestation thing plan, plays out. But, uh, I mean, what do you think about all of this, Bobby? Yeah, I'm going to get another route here. You, you guys know me. Um, I don't I don't really um, look at things from an emotional standpoint. I try to look at it objectively. And when I look at the totality of the circumstances, right, I um, I do believe that she thinks she is black. Or she's, you know, she's really want to be a part of the black culture or experience, as she called it. Um, of course, we we can look at it and say that she's not black. I mean, that's obvious. In the interview, she said that she uh, started feeling that way since she was in kindergarten. All right, so now if you try to follow the timeline of what's out there right now, and, you know, we don't have everything, but what's out there right now, she has actually proven um, – that she wants to be down with the cause, <laughs> as Crystal says. Um, but uh, the thing with the uh, the thing with the Howard lawsuit and all that, 
I think that, you know what I'm saying, you could twist that anyway. Because um, let's say, for instance, she, she really wanted to, to get into Howard because, it's you know, it's one of the top black HBCUs out there, you know. She wanted to be black. So how is she going to get in? If, if she, she was denied, she felt like, okay, well, I really want to get in because I'm black. Well, how am I going to get in right now? I'm obviously not going to get in with uh, – you know, my academics or whatever the case may be. So let me use this reverse racism. Even though I'm not racist, I want to get in Howard because I feel like I'm black. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, she may have used, you know, uh, uh, that situation to because to, she knew that was a way uh, put it in the door. That don't necessarily mean that she's opportunistic. Because if you think about it, if you if you listen to all the, the things that people are saying right now, if she's opportunistic, she would have used that um, – she wouldn't have been doing anything for the black cause. You know what I mean? She was just been trying to get paid and, and get a book, a record deal, I mean, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But she has actually worked her butt off from all accounts. Now, I'm not saying this as as if I know this, but this is from all accounts that I've been reading uh, from the black leaders in, in Seattle and all over the place. They, uh, she's prominent in that area when they come to fighting, uh, you know, the black for the black cause and stuff. So she has been putting uh, her money where her mouth is. So in her mind, she believes she is black, and I think that I think people are wrong when they say this is different from the gender, the uh, gender issue. Because guess what? We know that you are, if you're a man and you uh, you think you're a woman, we know you don't have a penis, you don't have tits yet. So I mean, guess what? There's no difference in the fact that in your mind, you associate with something that you're not. Why would it be different with her? Okay. All right. And, uh, you know, I was just joking a couple of weeks ago about racial identifying. I mean, it's um, probably about six or seven shows ago. It's funny how it actually just it actually came up and became a story. Um, So but uh, all right, we'll get back to this discussion in just a second. I'll take a break for about two and a half minutes and listen to one of my sponsors, uh, The True Minimalist a.k.a. Clean the Clutter. Just take a listen. Clear Clutter, Clear Your Mind. A new ebook highlights the benefit of adopting a minimalist lifestyle. The frenzied materialistic quest for even more possessions which many people engage in is nothing more than a relic from an earlier episode in American history and most of us would be happier and healthier by distancing ourselves from that quest and adopting a simpler lifestyle. That is the central message of true minimalism, Lifestyles of the Now, a new ebook which appropriately launched on June 5th in preparation for the United Nations World Environment Day. The ebook's author, Carrie Harris, explores the nature of minimalism and explains how adopting a minimalist lifestyle can benefit anyone affected by the stress of contemporary life as well as allowing people to make a significant contribution to the well-being of others both in the immediate neighborhood and in the world. Harris explains how today's preoccupation with materialism contributes to a physically and mentally unhealthy environment and demonstrates how such approaches as prioritizing quality over quantity of possessions, seeking items which can be used for multiple purposes, and implementing a more minimalist lifestyle can deliver an improved quality of life and help people to be not only healthier and happier, but also more creative and productive in their everyday lives. Carrie Harris is also the author of The Guide to Financial Success Using PR and co-founder of S. 
S&H Public Relations, which is dedicated to raising the profile of talented, up-and-coming independent artists whose work is often overlooked. He believes that the time is now for people to focus on what is really important in their lives without the distraction of unnecessary clutter around them. He says, American life is changing and old materialistic ways are no longer relevant or even healthy or wise. Living with unnecessary clutter has been shown to stress both the body and the mind. People can improve their health and the quality of their lives by freeing themselves of items that do not serve any useful purpose or have any sentimental value. True Minimalism Lifestyle of the Now is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Store, and more. For media contact, Tasha Matt, that's T-A-U-S-H-A, Matt, visit www.snhpr.com, email info at snhpr.com, or call 323-515-2675. All right, my thanks to the... Excuse me, the author, Carrie Harris, of the book True Minimalism. Get it on Amazon. Um, You can also get it on iTunes and other places as well. Thanks for being a sponsor of tonight's Talk to Q radio show. 347-202-0215 is the number. We're discussing Rachel Dolezal, the lady who has the racial identification issues. In the chat room, Boston Single Girl said that she wasn't fooled fooled by... uh, (laughs) The look, I guess, Rachel has, she said, you can tell by looking at her that she's a white girl with a bad orange spray tan, and that's coming from a white girl. She also said that <laughs> Bruce Jenner can get a boob job and chop his penis off or whatever they do to it, but someone cannot get a skin transplant and be a different race. I'm sorry. Getting a crappy spray tan and changing how you wear your hair doesn't make you black any more than painting a double yellow line down the center of my body would make me a highway. <laughs> oh man! Oh god! I gotta give her a little bit on that one. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Makes her a highway. That's hilarious. But uh, Buck, I'll go to you, man. I mean, do you think first of all was Rachel right to resign from her post at the NAACP, or do you think maybe a suspension or something would have satisfied? Well, I mean, you got to look at the box work on this particular case. I mean, she identifies as black. I know that's, you know, that's a controversy because she's not black. Um, maybe just a, you know, maybe just a suspension. But, I mean, I understand why she stepped because, I mean, I don't think, you know, once they found out everything, they just wouldn't let this go. I mean, so, you know, if she's done great things for black people, I don't see what the problem is. You know, other than the fact that she lied, that she was, you know, not black, and she identifies as black. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's a really delicate situation. So maybe stepping down is probably the best thing for her. Maybe she should be through. Um, and, you know, maybe she can, you know, like everybody else in this country, when they, when they screw up, you know, maybe they can, you know, she'll get a second chance doing something down the road. But, um, you know, it's just one of those deals. Um it's really unfortunate. She should have told the truth up front, and she could have still gotten the job at the NAACP and just kept going, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that's been... Well, they, they supported her, though. 
Well, the NAACP supported Donald Sterling too. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about when the case broke. They didn't um, they didn't say nothing about suspending or doing anything. No, they weren't going to. But like I said, I don't have any confidence that the NAACP know what they're doing anyway. I mean, because like I said, they were willing to accept Donald Sterling because he was cutting them a check, and uh, you know, so I, I don't think they really care one way or another, to be honest with you. But uh, Crystal, you think she should have um, resigned? Hell yeah! And you know, I think it was, um, I think it was, was one of those resi- resignations where, you know, you're called into the office and said you can either resign or we're going to fire you kind of situation because you know they don't want to bring that kind of heat that the problem is not the fact that she's white the problem is that she lied this is a deep-seated lie that has um been permeated over years and um she said that well she didn't you know actually lie she just kind of let people believe whatever they wanted to believe i was like that's some bullshit okay because she did sign papers and you know checked that she was black. Um, I think in the interview she said, well, people said uh, maybe, first they said she was maybe mixed, and then they said maybe black, and then they started identifying her as maybe a black woman. She just let it happen. It's a lie. It's a deep-seated lie. She is mentally ill. She needs um, clinical counseling to deal with whatever issues that she's dealing with. I have known plenty of women who are white who have identified with black culture. None of them have ever said, I'm black. They said, I'm, you know, they, they said, I'm white, I'm white, I'm whatever, you know. I am, I am who I am, but this is the culture I identify with. And, um, and the first thing I thought about when I heard this was I thought about Kim Kardashian. I was like, well, at least Kim identifies with being Armenian, which is what she is. Okay, and she never said, "Oh, I'm a black girl" or whatever. Even though you know she only sleeps with black guys, she can have those motherfuckers. But she doesn't identify. To me, the thing is the lie. That's the problem. She's not trustworthy. She's lost her integrity, and she has lost the respect of a community. Now, why in the world would I? trust you to run my freaking organization if you can lie about something so um so deep seated. You you're you know, you're fooling everybody. What else are you doing? I mean you're but on you know the table. What, you just you just need help. She just needs help. I, need help. I would have honestly believed that she thought she was black. You know, in her mind. I would have honestly believed it had she not sued Howard University uh, for racial discrimination. I think that just kind of threw a monkey wrench in everything. Other than that, I would have just said, you know what, she has some mental issues and she probably really does think she's black. You know, I the mean, it's going to be... Thing. The funny thing for me is that her... Oh, go ahead. I think that how thing was her way to get in, to be honest with you. And also, you know, and uh, I got to disagree with the, the, the lie. Howard. <laughs> huh? I said it is hard to get into Howard. Oh, yeah, you know. And uh, so I think that was just her way, and she knew that that was probably a surefire way to get in with the reverse uh, discrimination. So I, actually, that was kind of smart from her perspective. But uh, you know, I, I would say why I came by the. Um, I think I, I'm not saying that you know people don't feel this way, but I, I have a hard time accepting that people are mad at her because she lied. Because think about this, man. Bill Clinton got his big fucking office. 
He lied and said he didn't. But guess what? By all accounts, every black person thinks he's the greatest president that we've had, you know, so far. Look at freaking Tiger Woods. He said he owned one eight black. But when you look at him, guess what? hundred percent of his body is freaking dark. But guess what? We still support Tiger Woods. So I don't I'm not sure that if her just okay. strictly lying is, is really the issue. I mean the issue is I've I've heard, you know, women say, Oh, she she's taking jobs and opportunities from black women. But how so? I mean, the uh, head of the NAACP, you don't have to be black. You don't have to be a woman to get that position. You know what I'm saying? You can be any race, any, any gender, you can get it. So, how did, I mean, so all these all these things that people are coming out with, I'm I'm, I'm having a hard time accepting that. I mean, I just think that people don't like it so before that she's black, uh, white. And she, you know, lied. I mean, she was, uh, her fan is um, white. That's a very good point, Bobby, because there have been a ton of liars in the world, yeah. who get a pass. We all uh, lie about something, so I don't buy that. Yeah, there, there are well, first people of all, who are... Well, when you talk about Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, he's half, he's like a part black, he's a part... Um, Asian. Asian. Yeah, but, but and so that? he can say, I'm Asian. He can say that because he is, Okay. Cool. So if if someone is half black, half white, and they decide, you know what, I'm going to go with the white side or I'm going to go with the black side, they can do that because that's part of their lineage. That's They can say that. If I don't know any person, whether you identify with a culture or not, will say, I am that culture because I believe I am. You can be a part of someone's culture. They're not going to kick you out, maybe the white right, but- because but, um, it's a new <laughs> you know, well, they would. They kick you out. You can't. You can't. If this was turned around, it wouldn't happen. That's true. I mean, we didn't kick Will Smith out after get jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, you know, I, 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 I agree. But here's the thing: because it's a new thing, and we we're not ready to accept it yet. That's the reason why everybody's having a hard time with it. It's no different than the transgender thing. It's no different than. You know, pedophilia. We don't accept these things, but we uh, we finally at some point acknowledge that this is a sickness. You know, and All right. Well, let me ask this. Yeah. Let me ask this, and 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 unfortunately, Boston Single Girl has chimed out, so you're the only woman on this crystal. Um, have you noticed, as far as people who have responded on Facebook, are there just as many men upset about this as they are women, in your opinion? Uh, for what I've read, most of the people, male or female, are just concerned, and they are concerned about the lie. That's the main okay. thing, is the lies. I mean, because what we're talking about is the is the job itself, and and maybe the NAACP wouldn't have done any if she had just. I don't think they would have done look, anything. If she said, "Look, I'm white." You know, I'm white. I'm a white girl. Yeah, okay. That's, those are my parents. But I, but this guy, the black guy she had in the picture, Which was that's funny. the guy I identify with as my father because he was there for me and he was a very good friend. So I call him my dad. He's like my mm-hmm. father. Which is what she said, but she presented it in a, def- a different way. She was deceptive. Mm-hmm. And um, and if she had said, okay, I'm white, but uh, hey, I like kinky hair. There's plenty of white people who do have kinky hair. They're called she rocks the hair. Jewish. You know, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of white, white people who wear their hair in braids and whatever. That's not mm-hmm. the issue. That is not she the issue. She had her Alicia and, Keys and, going on. 
And the whole thing about it is what I thought was funny is that when she married her husband, she was white. There's a picture of her and her husband. She was, you know, very much white. And um, then over the years, she started changing. And then, of course, he divorced her. He's like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up to marry no black chick. (laughs) Well, Michael Jackson changed. We love him. He left. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but but Eminem. Well, that was, you know, I'm just saying. Eminem, let me ask this, and, and then we can move on to the final topic, I guess. But uh, Eminem, I mean, the woman is obviously deceptive, all right? The, the thing with Howard University, the back and forth on the lies, going through the trouble of taking pictures with a, with a black dude who, you know, and passing them off as your father and denying your own parents, essentially. Um right. I mean, she did go through a lot of deceptive stuff. So she definitely proved herself not to be trustworthy. All right. But, I mean, as far as the response to it, um, is it also the fact, kind of like what Bobby alluded to, the fact that she is a white woman who's trying to get over that really pisses a lot of people off, that kind of adds fuel to the fire? Um, I, I can kind of see that in a sense. Uh, I mean, let's just you know, roll reverse for a second. What if this was a a black woman who passes herself off as a white woman to try to get a job in the White House or something like that? Would black people be sympathetic towards her, or would we give her the same business that oh, we no, give it as we, white lady? I mean, well, it depends on the black person. If a black person was looking at it like, well, hey, you know, we got I mean, what if obstacles. she did the same thing? What if she lied and said she was white when she was really black and end up getting a cabinet position in the White House or something, would black people be upset with her because she lied, or would we applaud her for trying to do what she had to do to get a job? Well, I mean, I mean, speaking myself, we would be very upset because that would be saying that you're willing to basically sell your own soul just to get a uh, You know, I don't knock people for, for, for striving to maybe cut some corners to advance some type of way, but um, a lot of people, and I, I definitely don't speak for all black people, but, you know, you don't want to just totally sell your soul. That's how a lot of black people look at it if it was a black person saying they white. If somebody was just saying, well, nah, man, I just told them I was a white boy, so I, I would get out of this ticket, but, man, I'm black. Then then you get a pass. But if you, like, uh, kind of like, even though this was a comedy, but kind of like uh, the, uh, the movie Eddie Griffin had uh, Undercover Brother, when he didn't snap out of it. Now, if you was like that, then a lot of people would be like tripping, like looking at you, like man, you tripping. You know, like you, you got man, you you really need to wake up. So I black mean, people always have two two realities. That's what a lot of uh, other cultures don't really understand about blacks in America. It's like a lot of things black people have to adjust to. We were just talking about on the show uh, not long ago about names and stuff like that. A lot of stuff we had to do just to halfway get a have a decent living or whatever but that don't mean that you trying to be white you just you just trying to just have a few less problems but in her case it's just like black people looking at like i said i don't speak for all black people but they looking at it like okay are you making fun of us or something but if not or then with her position and all the things she's actually done, now people, some people are looking at it like, okay, well, this don't seem like she's making fun of black people. I think she's mentally ill. See what I'm saying? I mean, but I don't know. I don't know if I quite buy that, though, Eminem. I mean, because 
you know, we as black people will promote somebody doing something wrong if it's for the right reasons. Like, for example, if a um, if a, a a parent decides to lie about their address to get their kids in a better school district, and they get caught, then we'll support right. that person. Say, well, we just want they just wanted what was best for their kids. Right, but, but I, right. I mean, but. But but see, you just acknowledged what I was saying. I said we live in two different realities because most of the times it's the black person trying to get higher. But we look at white people like, okay, why are you trying to do anything black? You already got the advantages. So that's why I think if a black person lied and said they were white to get a job, I don't think we would treat them the same way. I don't I don't think we would say anything about it. If anything, I... Unless we it's thought they the were selling out. It's a big difference between selling out and doing what you got to do to get something temporarily. Just saying, hey, I make uh, $25,000 when I make $27,000 just to, just to try to get over on some type of I mean, of but we don't, know what, we don't know why Rachel did what she did. I mean, we can't speak well, to her mind. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, we don't know Rachel specifically, right, but I'm just looking saying. At this looking at what I'm just trying to answer the question about. I believe she actually believed that she was trying to help our cause. I mean, yeah, she was for her own damn cause. Listen, listen. If you looking, at, if you if you looking, if you, if we looking specifically at Rachel, it's a whole different thing. But I'm just saying, in general, most white people have no reason whatsoever to ever have to say they black. You know, to get right, over. And that's, and that's what most people have with Rachel right now. That's the problem most people have with Rachel right now because of what you just said. Uh, we we still assign that thought to her too. You know what I'm saying? We think that okay, well, you already white, you got it made. Why are you trying to be like us? And that that's not that's not. I don't think that's her purpose. Her purpose, she really wants to identify with. She really want to help our cause. She listen, really want. No. She could do. Yeah, she could, I, she, she could she do more. Trying to be black. Listen, a white a white person could do more being staying white than they can acting black because that's the only thing. Defending this chick. I'm not defending her. I'm just. I'm what I'm saying. What I'm saying if Hillary Clinton get elected, she could do more to help black people being a white woman, born a white well, woman, than she can well, being a, a white woman turning black. I mean, but That's look a, at it like this, though. I mean, when a person is white, we don't always necessarily embrace them. I mean, you have some people like Bill Clinton who, you know, has managed to do that. But how many white people in history get em, have been embraced? With Bill Clinton... Uh, the Beastie Boys. I, I mean, you know, oh, no, nah, come on. We always done embrace white Kennedy people. Right. The Kennedys. Uh, shit. Uh, right. Abraham it has Lincoln nothing to, to do extent. with their color. I'm uh, not saying she couldn't have been effective as a white person working for the NAACP. The point is, whatever she thought, I guess she thought her way was the best way for whatever she was trying to do. I don't see any reason for someone to lie and say that they're black unless it's something. Mentally like, wrong. The lady got a mental one problem. Either she's, me- she's mentally disturbed, or she really thought that she could help a cause, like like Bobby was saying. I think it has to be either one of the two, because no one's going to volunteer to be black. Who does that? And, yeah, but uh, not only that, the they got well, that's uh, an awful statement. Let me go to the seven right three two. There you go. I mean, it's the truth though. And, and welcome no. from the Garden State of New Jersey, Ray. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Q? What's up, everybody? Not much, man. And um, Ray, do you think that if um, 
a white per if a black person would have disguised themselves to be white in order to get a job, you know, similar to what Rachel did, that we would still be up in arms over it. I mean, there we go with the if scenario again, but I would say that's all um, we got. You know, I would say no, but it's always a devil standard. And when I speak on a devil standard, people get upset. But it is what it is. I mean, in in my opinion, what I disagree with the situation is that she lied about certain things. But as far as her hurting anybody or, you know, doing something wrong, I don't think you got to have a mental issue to to want to get a pen or wear, uh, you know, uh, African-American hairstyles or whatever you want to call it and stuff like that. I don't know. Attend a black college, I don't think you have to be any of that. I mean, how many black people go to traditionally white schools because, you know, they do have good, you know, educational institutions and, you know, adapt certain cultures and things like that. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think she right. really if did any harm except right. lie to her family and deceive people as far as, oh, this is my father when it's really not. That's the crime. The crime it, itself is her wanting to be black. I don't see nothing wrong with that. I mean, plenty of black people wanting to be white. And to me, if you have white, you ain't too much further off for that either. So... To me, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a big deal. You know, I don't think a person loses a job or nothing behind something like that because, you know, she didn't really do no harm. People making a big deal out of it because, you know, they feel like it's a pot stare here because anytime you're a person that you helping somebody on the other side, you know, it, it comes up like, oh well, we gonna flip it. And we're going to show you just how these black folks are that you're trying to help. And a lot of people are coming out saying a whole lot of different things and stuff like that. Why bother the lady? The lady wants to be uh, identified with being black. Okay, you're not. We get that. But where's the crime here? Okay. Let me get Amanda to get the final word on it and stay in the 732. Amanda, what's happening? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Going pretty well. I'll let you get your two cents in on this. I feel like people are blowing it out of proportion. I mean, of course, it's wrong to lie and say that you're something that you're not, especially when it comes to, you know, on a job application or whatever. But I pretty much feel like it's a lot worse things that people lie about or pretend to be. And the fact that she wants, she identifies herself as a black woman, which a lot of people would say is the lowest thing on the totem pole, that that just says that, hey, she's, you know, people want to say that Bruce Jenner is a hero and he's brave for coming out being a, you know, wanting to be a woman. Well, this woman wants to, is identifying as a black woman who a lot of times we get the short end of the stick with a lot of things. So I feel like if she felt like that's who she is and she identifies with the black culture and, she wanted to do things to help African Americans. I don't think it's anything wrong with it, and I feel like if it went the other way, it was somebody who was, let's say, they were of a mixed heritage and they could pass for white, which is plenty of you know back a lot of 
back right. in the day, people who did that to get over or to get, you know, advantages that they wouldn't have had. I feel like in this day and age, people would have said, oh, you know, you're Uncle Tom, you're this, you're that. Just like when Tiger Woods said that he was, you know, he didn't, he said he wasn't black, he was whatever word, the mixing in the Asian and, oh. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. people blew up and said, oh, you don't want to be black. So, of course, if somebody says that they're not black and they are, black people have a, you know, have a fit over it. So I feel like that we should embrace somebody wanting to be one of us. Okay. Interesting perspective. And overall, um, I, I do I do agree with Crystal when I say that she's deceptive because she kind of, it appears that she picked and chose when she wanted to be white and black. I mean, when she was trying to get things done at Howard University, she wanted to be white. But then later on, she wanted to be black. So, I mean, that does go towards someone's credibility. Uh, so I understand the resignation and everything like that. Uh, however, I do think that, you know, after listening to a couple of her so-called interviews or whatever, that she probably needs some help. You know, I, I mean, it's not like, like, you know, it was said, it's nothing wrong with identifying with a particular culture and everything and wanting to be down or however you want to put it. But to go as far as to fill out your application and say you're this when you're not, uh, something can be go a little far. Now, you remember back in April we talked about the transgender person who um, worked at Tower Loans here in Pearl, Mississippi, that uh, dressed like a dude, lived like a dude, until someone saw um, the driver's license and found out that it was really he was really born a woman, and there was a lawsuit and big deal behind that. And so, I mean, I do think that it's kind of a um, a gray area when it comes to gender, gender identification and this situation here. Um, however, because, you know, like I said, she picked and chose, it kind of takes away her credibility from that. But this whole identification thing is just really putting things out there, you know. Um, we have people who say that they feel like they're something – that they don't physically appear to be. And in some areas it's accepted, and in some areas we see now that it's not. So um, it's going to be interesting going forward to see what's going to be next as far as people and what they identify with. All right, one last thing I want to get into, and you can address anything else you have for your final thoughts. Um, There was a lady, this is on Facebook. Now, I haven't had time to really confirm this story, but um, I saw photos, I saw text messages from back and forth, and it was a very odd story. So I'm going to start off by saying this allegedly happened. But from what I saw, and this is just a scenario I'm throwing at you based on what was in the pictures and everything. This lady had a baby, and she took a picture of the baby. The baby's laying on her chest, and she said the baby was stillborn. So she said um, like something in the picture that her child was dead and she was having a hard time of letting her child go. All right. So come to find out, according to some text messages that were um, attached to um, the post as well, the child wasn't dead. She had the child and put it up for adoption, but she didn't want anyone to know. So she told all her friends and family and people on Facebook that the child had actually died during childbirth. And um, it was exposed later by the baby's father that he found out that she went to another state, had the baby, gave it up for adoption, 
and he was she was just pretending that the child was dead, so no one would say anything about her putting the child up for adoption. And Amanda, I'll go back to you. If that's the case, I, I, I mean, are there any type of legal ramifications for that? Because, uh, you know, she's the mom. She can technically do what she wants. But, I mean, maybe from a moral standpoint, how do you feel about this? As far as for her going out of state and um, – I mean, I'm yeah, for her, ba- so her saying the baby was dead – taking pictures on Facebook of her and her supposedly dead baby laying in her arms when the baby's not dead. He was just born and given up for adoption. I think that if she received any type of uh, monetary benefit or was trying to claim some type of social security number, uh, some type of social security benefits or insurance benefits or something like that, then I think it probably could be some legal ramifications. But people lie on Facebook every day of the week, so... You know, it's, it's very, very sad, very unfortunate that you would even joke about something like that or say that. You know, it's like it's stupid the the things that people will do and the lengths they'll go to. But I I can't say there would necessarily be any type of backlash legally for saying that. Um, maybe it could be if it's like some type of private adoption and the fact that she posted a picture of the child on Facebook or something like that maybe. Yeah. But that's just kind of maybe stretching it. But the fact that she said the child died when really it was placed for adoption, I don't think they could really do anything about that. Okay. Okay. And and Ray, um, well, hold on, let me go to Buck, go back to him. But, I mean, legally, yeah, probably nothing can become of it. So we we don't have to look at it from a legal perspective, but, I mean, I mean, what does this mean morally? I mean, what person would say their child died? Man, I saw the story, and it's just absolutely insane. Um, you know, we, we were talking about the other lady having a mental issue. This lady's got mental issues. You just don't put yourself on Facebook or whatever the hell she did and say your child died. I mean, what? I mean, there's nothing to gain from that other than you just one of the biggest dumbasses that it's on this fucking planet. Um, I, I don't get it. I, I am so baffled about that particular story that I, I don't, there's really not enough words to really describe what she did. I mean, it's just really, really, just one sick bitch. Okay. And and, and Ray, I, I'll get your, your two cents, man. I mean... Again, social media. I think it was might it might have been done Instagram on Instagram or something like that initially. But um, I mean, social media is just becoming a problem to where I mean, some of the things that are put out there are just so outrageous, man. And it just really just. I mean, I understand why sometimes you why you don't have an account. I mean, because this is something that I just feel like is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, um, you know, it's the American way now, you know, and it's gonna keep getting worse. We can't put women in jail for killing their kids. That's Casey Anthony and some of these other people. You know, oh, it's post-traumatic syndrome and all this kind of shit. They choke the kid out and throw him out in the street, you know, or put him in a garbage bag. There's all kind of stuff doing, done. You know, you're female, you're going to get it off. And, you know, people don't want to, don't like to say it like that, but look at the evidence. You know, of course, she should be put in jail. It should be a crime for you to do something like that, but it's not. Because, you know, they're going to take, I mean, they're going to take up for it. So, you know, 
she's not going to be charged. People going to talk about it and put it on the social media and all this and that. To me, in order to make people responsible for what they put on social media, there need to be crimes and charges being brought on these crimes when people do such a thing. So, you know, like I say, it's it's one of them things that, you know, she's female, she can get away with it. People say, oh, she shouldn't have done it and all this, that, and the other, but nothing is actually going to happen. And it's a crime that is like that. But that's the way it is. That's the way we want it. And it's going to keep moving that way. So I don't care what crime we're talking about. It only pertains to men in certain situations. And I don't mean to take it in a bad term, but shit, that's the way it is. Okay. Bobby, I'll let you chime in. Then Crystal. Um, I don't think that um they could do much legally. Um, You know, she took a picture of the baby. She said what she had to say. Um, I think it's her, like you know, Buck said, you know, it's just it's her mental state that's that's more an issue here than anything else. You know, what I'm saying, why would you want to say that about your child? I think for the most part, though, she's one of those. She's probably young, and immature. She's worried about what people's gonna, you know, people are gonna say about her, and uh, and also that could open up dialogue also about you know, some, you know, the support or lack thereof that these um these young girls get when they become pregnant and have babies, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes they exercise about their own family. And so, you know, they do crazy stuff to, you know, to to try to keep from being shamed or, you know, I mean, you know, you never know what, what's going on in a person's mind. But from a legal standpoint, I don't think there's much that can be done. Okay. And, Crystal, did you get a chance to see the story? Um, yeah, I saw it on your page there. Well, first of all, it's a rookie move to put it on Facebook or, you know, Instagram. Yeah, totally unnecessary. Totally. I mean, she had a good plan, you know, go out of state. That's what they used to do back in the day. You just send a chick out of state somewhere, and then all of a sudden she comes back on vac- from vacation. Uh, but, you know, she went, she had the baby. The, the problem, well, far, as far as legally, um, I think when you come, when you put a baby up for adoption, the if there is a father somewhere around, they have to sign off on that. And um, she obviously said that it wasn't. Now, he could probably come back and say, you know, I want my child. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't do that, then, I mean, as far as any legalities regarding what she did, um, the only other thing is maybe the, um, I think Amanda said that, the, you know, the adoptive parents could you know, possibly, I don't know, maybe fine her or something. I don't know. You know, just yeah. for doing that, putting the baby out there, um, they could try to do that, have a civil case of some kind. But basically, no, they can't really do anything. Um, it was really a stupid move for her to even put anything on. I guess she thought there will be the evidence or something that the baby was born and then it, you know, then it died or something. Yeah, I have no idea. She, you know, uh, but anyway, I mean, better she should have just said that she had a miscarriage or something, or that, um, yeah, you know, they took the baby. Whatever, she shouldn't have took a picture. That was the whole thing. I mean, that's rookie move. But um, she, yeah, I agree with Bobby regarding. Um, she was probably, you know, just a young girl who felt just this was the best way to do it. She didn't want to tell anybody that she actually gave the baby up. Maybe that was an option. You know, we all talk about different options 
you mm-hmm. know, in her family. So maybe that was one of the options, and the and her family said, no, don't do mm-hmm. that. We'll, you know, whatever, and uh, we'll help you or something. And maybe that was the way what she thought. Well, this is the only way I could do it. You know, this is right. the only thing I can do. So, but you know, it is sad um, that someone would have to speak to that level to do something like that. But you know. What it'll probably end up hurting I, is is the baby later when he finds out which right. he will. I mean, but it's um I mean, I think in some states you're required to have um to give the father an option to adopt before you go elsewhere, I think in certain states. I don't know if it's true for her state or or whatever. But um I mean just, just the whole thing put it on Facebook and I was just weird to me. I just I don't know. Just People like put that. everything on there. So. Yeah, so, but that's just another scandal to add to the list that I don't think even Olivia Pope could fix. So, all right. Um, Monday's show, and I'm doing a show on Monday because Tuesday is my father's birthday. Uh, so I'm going to be hanging out with the old man. He's turning 74. Um, Monday, we'll have a show. It's going to be on relationships. Um, I might be changing the title or changing up the theme a little bit, but it will be on mainly relationships. So that'll be Monday at the normal time of 10 p.m. Eastern. And then next Wednesday, uh, we're discussing being hood rich. And that should be enjoyable. You know, why do we live above our means? And it takes a look at society's fascination with materialistic things. So I got that coming on the 24th. Um, Arcadia Dario is coming back on the 30th. You know, she's the esthetician that's discussed skincare. And we're going to take another look at some other things. Eminem, didn't you have some type of angle on for her or some question for her about skincare? I can't recall. Oops, Eminem was dropped off. Okay, I have to catch him later and ask him. But all right, we'll go ahead and get to our search for it here.com final thoughts. And. Let's see. Amanda, you're the last one in. I'll go with you. Great show tonight. Uh, sorry for calling in late. Not a um, problem. I, you know, really enjoyed what everybody had to say. I um, I feel like it's it's crazy as far as the, you know, the story with the woman um, posting her baby saying it was deceased and it wasn't on Facebook, but you know, I, I didn't mean to sound like it's not a big deal, but truthfully, it's so many things we see on social media every day that's just like, you have to you have to just realize most people really want attention. It's amazing the things that people will post on Facebook just for simply attention factor. That's so, true. You know, it, I mean, it could be something as simple as, oh, you know, my man took me out to such and such a place. Okay, that's you know that's nice. Or you'll you'll make it out to be such a big deal that you all went out when really y'all just went to McDonald's. But you make it seem like McDonald's have to be in the same block as Ruth's Chris. So you gonna tag yourself over there <laughs> saying that's where you went. But you know, so it's just even something as as stupid as that. Or you know, I'm going through a rough time. This this this. It's it's just. Stupid stuff that you'll see on on Facebook or Twitter, and then you know people in real life, and you're like, they they just really want attention. So you know it's a sad case, but it's part of it. Kind of comes with the territory with social media. Um, regarding Rachel, you know, I just 
I, I hate that she lied because I feel like all the positive that she probably intended, um, I think it's kind of one of those things where she'll forever be associated with, oh, that's the woman that pretended to be uh, pretended to be black or whatever. But I think like Eminem was saying, you know, it's been so many different uh, Caucasian people who have been able to to just be down with the brothers or the sisters. You know, it's, it's it, it doesn't you don't have to go to that 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 length of uh, extremes. But I feel like you know at the end of the day, it really is being blown out of proportion. But Anyway, um, enjoyed everybody's comments tonight from what I heard, and I hope everybody has a great night. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, um, as far as uh, Rachel goes, like I said, um, you know, she's identifying with being black. I mean, you have some other races identifying with being white or and want to be white and everything else. So I don't really have have an issue with her doing it, being that she didn't cause any harm. And, you know, we as black people in a black culture, we always want to say, well, somebody's stealing a culture and somebody's uh, not giving us all just due and stuff like that. And me, me personally, I think... You know, if you if you're half white or quarter, I mean, half black or quarter black, is not the same as being full black. Now people disagree with that because, once again, you have people that want to identify with being black, but you go out somewhere, you will find out what the difference is. <laughs> you understand? You get somebody, you know, that's looks like they could pass for another race or this and that, it, it's, a, it, it's a difference. And you're going to be treated differently. But we want to give them a pass. Oh, well, well her grandmother was black or something. Oh, she's she black, she's black. But Mariah Carey or somebody like that, even if she wasn't famous, it's different than being a chick in the hood. So yeah. if Rachel want to do that, you know, she wouldn't cause no harm to nobody and this and that and the other. So, and tell the truth about it, she could have never got into the NAACP if she had not done that because we don't like to talk about reverse racism, but it does exist. And if you're against racism, you should be against all racism, not not only when it's coming your way, against all racism. So, if she wanted the job, she was qualified, she was doing a good job, and she was helping black people, I don't see nothing wrong with what she was doing besides you don't disown your family if you have a good relationship anyway. Or your parents raised you and so forth. Now, if they weren't there, they treated you bad, they didn't feed you, they abused you now, that's something totally different. But if they raised you correctly and everything else, you just don't want to identify with them, then that's the problem. But that's a personal issue that has nothing to do with who she is as far as her doing her job and everything else. So, I mean, I don't have a, a real problem with it. So that's just my take on it. Check on the Internet. You know, I, I, that's the reason why I really don't mess with social media. There's always some bullshit on it. You know, like I said, if you're a female in America, you ain't got to pay your child support. 
you ain't going to get charged with domestic abuse. You're not going to get charged with assault. I mean, you're not going to get charged with murder. You know, he slapped me, so I shot him, so that's equivalent. That's not excessive force, but, you know, that's the way it go. I can go on and on with that. But great show. Wish I could have caught all of it, but um, y'all have a good night. All right. Appreciate it, man. And Buck. Great show tonight. Uh had a technical difficult to phone there, but I got it straightened out. But great show. As far as the lady with uh NAACP, she had to step down. Uh I mean she really kinda of messed up her legacy, really. Um she should have been truthful about things from, from the giddy up. I don't think this would have been an issue, but it was an issue. Um she should have been straightforward with it from the jump. I mean I'm not sure about her family past. It's, you know, evidently she's estranged with the family, so you know she identifies, you know, with with being black. I don't see a problem with her identifying with that. I don't think it, you know, really and truthfully, she doesn't have anything to do with her being a double ACP, even though she lied to, you know, about her race or whatnot. I'm quite sure she's done a lot good for, you know, the NAACP and and, and for blacks in general, but. Be truthful about your past, and this is where you know this is where the you know this is where the tires meet the road here. And you know, regardless of how much good she's done, I think with you know, her legacy now is the fact that you know she lied about her race and whatnot. And you know, regardless of how good she does, you know that's what's going really going to hurt her. You know, maybe she can redeem herself some in some sort of way, but you know, only time will tell as far as that goes. As far as the as far as the lady, you know, that got on social media talking about her kid was dead, like I said before, this is this is an outrage. Um, I'm not real sure what she was thinking about. Maybe she wanted her little 15 seconds of fame or whatever. I'm not real sure. But in any event, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Um, there ought to be, you know, she needs to be put in jail or something for this shit. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's retarded. And I'm just tired of seeing ignorant, ignorant people. It's us looking at it. Whole, you know, as a whole, and um, you know, like I said, nothing twenty or thirty years when you do something stupid like this, and really and truthfully, hopefully they, hopefully they'll do something. Hopefully they'll do something to make you know, make a pay for it some kind of way. But other than that, great show. I had a great night. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And Dr. Willis. Um, you know, um, as as always, I appreciate chopping up with the show legend. Um, it's always a fun time to, you know, hear everybody's perspective. As far as the uh, Rachel Dozal or whatever her name is uh, situation, um, you know, Ray, Ray Hag had a very valid point uh, when he said that, you know, reverse racism exists. And I feel like when she was young and before she really got into you know, becoming uh, fully into wanting to be black and understand what she was doing. I think she was just taking advantage. That, that probably was the only time she may have taken advantage of her whiteness, but just to, to get in to be black. So it was almost like using it as a mean, uh, uh, means to the end. So, uh, and I know a lot of folks say I'm defending her and things like that. I'm not defending her. I'm not defending the fact that she's lied. I don't even defend the fact that she she calling herself black. What I'm, what I'm trying to get people to understand is that if her actions matches everything she's saying, then you have to take her claim into consideration. Whether you believe, whether you think she's cuckoo or not, 
that's a whole different that's a whole different subject or topic. She she backed up everything she was saying. You know what I mean? She she fought for black uh black causes, she joined black organization organizations. She um and she like I said, when you start believing that when you in kindergarten and stuff, I mean, you know, maybe you do have an issue. Maybe maybe you know what I'm saying, but it's no different than the transgender issue. Where they think that hey, I, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a guy on the outside, but I'm a woman on the inside. You know what I mean? I always felt this way when I was five. What is the difference? You know what I'm saying? There's no difference in that. They're the same, uh, same type of uh, scenario. So you know, I don't know. I I, I think that uh, she was very um, consistent, and I think she meant what she said. Okay. Thank you, Doctor Willis. I appreciate it, man. All right, Crystal, shut it down for me. All right, well, um, well, I just said what I had to say regarding the mother in um, in the hospital there. Very bad rookie move. And as far as Rachel, I'll be talking about her tomorrow night on my show. So, um, Less, really less about her, but mostly about transracial because I've um, been doing some research and this seems to be an actual term. So get into that. Um, and then to talk about the differences between transracial and transgender and is this a new thing that's coming out now or whatever. You know, I think someone mm-hmm. mentioned that earlier. So, um, so I switched a couple of my shows because, you know, Got to talk about what's what's trending. Yeah, that's what and, I mean. yeah, you know. But this was it. Just this really spoke to me. I mean, just really, I guess, really upset me um, in many ways. And and maybe it mainly, I guess, it mainly upset me because I'm all for people being who they are. Just be who you are. If you're gay, be gay. <laughs> you know. If you're white and you want to be black, then just say that. I mean, so what? I know, like I said before, I've known so many white girls growing up who, they're yeah, they they're white clearly, but they identified with with black culture, and whatever. <laughs> so what? And uh, and uh, and for me, I just I never saw saw that as the issue, because the real issue was the fact that she lied about it, and I think that. Um, the fact with the NAACP, of course, they got a lot. It was a lot of press and um, a lot of talk about it, and you just can't have that, in, in, especially when it's specific about, you know, a kind of a racial issue. So you can't have someone being a part of your organization and running it doing that. So she, she fucked up her own shit, you know, and um, – and then maybe hopefully she'll she will think about that and she'll you know get some counseling. We all you know from time to time need a little counseling. If it, even if it's just with friends to say you know why did I do that or you know why do I feel this way? And sometimes you can just look in yourself. And a lot of us don't want to look at ourselves about what's really going on and why we make the choices that we make or why we um, act the way we act. And I've had to look at my issues. I know exactly why I act the way I act. (laughs) um, But, you know, there it is. You know, there it is. But anyway, I mean, I have no animosity towards this woman. I feel that, yeah, I think she has done a lot in her career. 
Um, but I think the issue of the the whole fact of being black has absolutely nothing to do with what she's done in her life. I think it has something to do with her personally. And um, I just want her to get help. I just want her to, to deal with those issues. That's all. So, and it's a little offensive. I guess, you know, basic, I guess, because I'm, you know, I'm not offended by her tanning. I'm not offended by her hair. I'm not offended by any of that. I'm offended by the fact that she lied about it. And, but anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's a good show. And I'll I'll rant on tomorrow on my own show about it. Okay. And, you know, talk about what I feel. So, <laughs> anyway. Sounds good to me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it, Crystal. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot. Uh, just to add uh, some more news to you, uh, there was a shooting that happened in Charleston, South Carolina, a couple of hours ago. Uh, let's see. It looks like there was a uh, shooting at a church. Says a suspect, white, and in his 20s, shot into one of the oldest black churches, um, an African uh, Methodist church, I think. Emmanuel AME, uh, that happened around 9 o'clock Eastern time. No further details other than they say there are multiple fatalities. So uh, sad. Huh? Just These people just shooting up stuff, man. So sad. All right. You can go to CNN for more information on that. Thanks to searchforithere.com, liquidlifedrops.us, truthdevour.com, and True Minimalism by Carrie Harris. Thanks to my show legends, tweet chatters, and everyone who participated on tonight's show, Boston Single Girl in the chat room, Elijah hanging out listening. The upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Um, Let's see, I do have another song by Sorantos Maloja. Uh, You can download his brand new song for free on his website right now at Maloja.com forward slash music, and that's M-E-L-O-G-I-A, Maloja.com forward slash music. You can share it via email or any social media platform of all your friends. You do have his permission. This charity is for Sing for Hope, and the name of the song is I Sing. So I will let you all go with this, I Sing, by Sorantos Maloja. I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll also do some zone coverage after the show on Monday to talk about the NBA Finals. Peace out. My sweetheart is wondering Why am I doing this all of a sudden? Shoot.
how important it is to get the word out about what you have to offer. I want to tell you about a great online local business directory that will get you the attention you want. It's called searchforthere.com and it's fantastic. At searchforthere.com, multiple discounts are available on their local business directory with lots of great features. They have diamond or silver plans available that can save you tons. The diamond plan includes featured listings and the silver plan includes video as well as other great tools to promote your business. So take advantage of these great deals today and get listed as soon as possible. There are hundreds, even thousands of customers out there just waiting for you to get listed. Searchforthere.com is simply the best local business directory. So whether you own one business or many companies, it doesn't matter. Searchforthere.com is your number one local business directory. You can call them at 253-324-3352 or email them at sales at searchforthere.com. Searchforthere.com.